You're listening to Mostly Technical, which is brought to you by Lair Jobs, the official Laravel job board, and Screencasting.com, where you can learn how to create high-quality screencasts faster than ever. Now, Ian and Aaron. Hello! Hello! La la la! <laughs> I, think, I think we're both in a Seinfeld mood. It, we, it just came out! <laughs> this is the timing's unbelievable on this. Man, so Justin Jackson, what a guy! What a guy H- had to had to have spent hours clipping that together, right? Hours and hours and hours. Yeah, crazy. Gotta be. Yeah, if you haven't seen, we'll post it up and everything. But Justin Jackson, friend of the show, friend of mine for many years, um, did a super cut of the podcast with Seinfeld, and it's it is it's I mean, uncanny. Was, it's uncanny. I was in tears, laughing. <laughs> It was, <laughs> it was so I was funny. Dying laughing. So good. So well done. It's just spot on. So uh, yeah, I don't know. thank you, Justin, for that. But yeah, just wow, blew me away. I just I, I just walked into the living room where uh, my wife and my mom and the au pair were, and I was like, "Hey, can I put this thing on the TV and show you this <laughs> this video?" <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, what is this? So freaking funny it is and i mean we've talked about that that it is kind of like that but then when you see it when you see it side by like side that, like, yeah oh. and i even posted this to justin i was like now I, now i'm questioning if i even have any original I thoughts know. like maybe maybe we're just channeling uh, you know millions of hours of seinfeld into yeah. uh, into the show here i don't know yeah my i after i showed my mom she was explaining seinfeld to our au pair and my mom was saying that like we grew up on that, like our whole family, you know, me and my brother grew up watching so much Seinfeld. So and much I think Seinfeld. it is like, it's just been internalized. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's great. And it's funny, because like, um, you're probably a little young to have seen it live, right? Or were you guys watching it the end of it? The live, I don't or? know if I was watching it live. What was the last season? Jeez, oh, I think it was like 99. I think that's right. I think it was 98 yeah. or nine friends and Seinfeld ended pretty close. But I think it was 98 or nine. Um, yeah, and I would have been, I think, 10 in, in 99. So yeah. I don't think we were watching it live, but I think we, I think my brother and I watched uh, the reruns over and over and over. Oh, reruns, man. That's where, like, it just got into my brain from the reruns. Cause, like, 11, so before it was streaming and all that, like, 11 p.m. on WPIX yep. in New York here, anyway, like, it would just be on every night. And just obviously yep. a random rerun. And it's like, I just watch that every night, just yep. every single night. So good. Yep. Somebody once asked on Twitter, like, how do I get better? They weren't asking me. They're just asking the void. And then the mm. question was like, how do I get better at like low stakes, casual, small talk? And my like unironic answer was watch Seinfeld straight through. <laughs> like watch it fully straight through and you will start to internalize like the you can basically make a conversation out of anything. Out of just a few words. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. So. You're a big straight through guy. This is a theme. This is oh, one of your yeah, themes. Oh yeah, for sure. Straight through. Very Box, much, very books, much a completionist. Seinfeld, yeah. yes, yes, big time. Yep. Lo- love to have, love to have the full set. Love to, love to know the full canon. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Seinfeld, especially, I think, is really good in that it pays off a lot. Like a lot yes. of sitcoms, you know, they're just like they're really isolated. Like every episode, or maybe there's an arc of a couple episodes, but that's it. But like, especially from midpoint on, like Seinfeld, like each season would have an arc and then yeah. like there would be arcs that cut across even multiple seasons to some, you know, not full arcs, but like people would return and whatever, there would be things they go back to and re-reference. So yeah, like if you watch the whole thing through, you really do get mm-hmm. a lot of payoff. There yeah. It, it does compound. Cause then you start to get a catalog of like the close talker, the low talker, the loud <laughs> talker, but you, you get all like, Oh, they're doing a, they're doing a running bit here. Yep. And, and honestly, the, the learning how to do a good callback, joke i feel like i learned a lot from seinfeld yeah like how do you make the joke and then you know 21 minutes later at the end of the episode how do you make the joke again as a callback and yeah and their character like they stayed in character so well and i feel like that's like that's even a thing people can pick up on yeah whether it's on twitter or a podcast or whatever there is like this element of entertainment that you're doing and Mm -hmm. it's like seinfeld is just the master of that like they're just so those characters are just so fully realized i feel like that they really and one of their tenants one of their 
Jerry's core tenants on the show was no growth, no learning. Right. And so that helps. Like, <laughs> it does help, right? They're, it they're, helps they're a literally lot. the you're same not, people. You're right? not becoming a better person. Right. The last, you know, the last argument or the last observation of the series is the first observation of the series about the button right. being too high. Yep. It's like, no, no growth. We're just who we are the, for nine seasons straight. It's like, well, yeah, that, that worked pretty well. <laughs> that did. <laughs> did. You, when you got something that works, stick with it. Right? Yep. Don't mess it up. Oh, so man. thank you, Justin. Incredible, yeah. incredible work. I laughed so hard. Wow. I was that. It's just like almost scary now. It's like, oh man, why it's like a pressure. I'm like, I feel pressure. I it's like, well, it's Seinfeld. Put, put, Seinfeld. It, put it out of our minds. But yeah, we gotta like, clear the state. <laughs> your little your little bit on the male body being grotesque. I just made me laugh so hard again when watching uh, it. It's true though. <laughs> I definitely must have got that from Seinfeld. Like that's just, he just had that was cut. word for word. Yeah. That was word for word. Like he was just like, oh, here's the Seinfeld version yeah. of it. It's like, oh, the exact thing. Just me having watched that episode a thousand times. Yeah. I mean, I I think I believe it too, but who knows? Maybe I don't know. Who knows at this it. point? Yeah. It doesn't know. I'm just might be regurgitating a lean. But yeah. All right. We got a couple All other right. updates. We could stay on that the whole time, but we'll do some yeah, updates. Let's, let's and then we got topics. topics and all kinds of stuff. But um Two things from last week. Uh, I want to follow up on our JSON talk that mm. I actually know the guy who added uh, JSON to PHP. Omar Kalani is also a friend of mine who does uh, remember the milk. Yep. The, the, oh, there was yeah, not JSON support until he added it. He added JSON encode and JSON decode. Wow. Um, I don't know if they've been, they've probably been rewritten since then or whatever, but um, he yeah. did the original implementation. I don't remember. I think it was like 2000. 14 or man i remember remember the mail like that. that was that was yeah. big for a while they're still going he's still out there that's amazing still doing the to-do list um and then a very small update on slippers so i said only my middle kid was into the slippers and me and my wife okay. were into slippers all of a sudden just like it must be in the air they come home from they had to go to the mall for something and my daughter has nice l.l bean slippers no so all four of the five of us are on the slipper bandwagon now wow okay yes. it's going around yeah so we got to get you on yeah that. it seems it seems like that is my least popular opinion yeah people didn't didn't care for your opinion there i was kind of surprised i thought there would be a lot more pushback um on people who are like no way shoes in the house were all about it i was i was pretty surprised it was quite universal on the no shoes in the house for the most part couple, for the couple. most part except for boss holly my boss at planet right. scale <laughs> yes your boss yes oh you think uh you think she's being honest there maybe she just she wants maybe she just wants to stand with you is there any chance of that she's just being loyal um no because she has all the power she doesn't you know she doesn't need she's to do like, that but yeah unless she's reaching down to the little man i don't i think she really does <laughs> she really does wear shoes in the all house right, i think right. I she think lives, out she lives out in the country she lives you know who knows where like out in the country and she probably mm. has like scorpions in her house or something and so she doesn't want to <laughs> she want to be taking her shoes off all day long you know yeah and then the things get into the shoes if you exactly. see the shoes on all the time you don't have to worry about stuff living in there yeah and then i saw i saw um i saw people wearing their slippers outside on twitter and i'm like you just that's just shoes that's, that's just true. worse that's, true. that's worse shoes <laughs> so I, I will wear the slippers like uh, onto the driveway but i try not to leave the driveway with the slippers i'm definitely not leaving the house zone with the slippers ever for sure yeah walking outside with slippers on you're just doing the same thing but in reverse but i do and think so you do like, want the slippers to have like some grip and an yeah, actual yeah, yeah. bottom so they are very shoe sneaker like um yeah you don't want those like it's just a cloth bottom those things are then you're you know what i could you know what i could be sold on and this mm. may this may be like uh this may be a terminology you may think i'm insane i could be sold on house shoes oh i yeah. could be sold on that yeah like now, a, you... a pair of maybe maybe they're not slippers and maybe they are just shoes but a pair of shoes that you wear in the house only dedicated to the house yeah, yeah i could i could be sold on that See, I feel like if you're going to go that route, then I wouldn't go sneakers. I would go like Uggs or like something like yeah. something like that. That's got a little slipperness, but isn't all the way down to a slipper, perhaps. You know, we don't need to retread the whole thing, but it just feels a little bit like giving up to put on some Uggs and like <laughs> toot around the house. You know, I just I can't. I don't think I can uh, get there. there yet? I, 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 I don't think I can get there. No, you got to clear not 40. Up. Maybe when I'm you not, hit 40. No, yeah. When I when I hit 40 and I have 
you know, all your best days are behind you. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's all downhill I understand. from here. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll maybe I'll give up, but until then, I'm gonna I'm gonna fight the good fight. All right, I'm with you. All right. All right. All so, right. Topic. So I guess we'll do the big one first. Is the the Laravel people crew released Pulse, and you Laravel have been Pulse deep into it. So why don't Pulse, you take us through? Pulse is very good. Yeah. Pulse is very very good. So I love the idea. They released Pulse first party package. It is it is interesting how it's being pitched and how it could be used. So it's being pitched right. as you know, lightweight APM, basically vital signs in real time is, is the H1 on pulse.laravel.com. And there's, you know, an image of uh, users making requests, queue backlog, cache hits, slow queries, et cetera. Right. So that's how it's being billed as is like, keep an eye, keep an eye on your server at a high level, whatever, whatever. Um, it's all written in Livewire. Very dashboard. Yeah, I know the year of Livewire continues. <laughs> year of Livewire. Very, very dashboard centric. Yeah. And the customization story is pretty good um, in that you can create your own cards. And so I've dug in, I've dug in quite a bit in, you know, 30 minute hour increments that I have. I've dug in quite a bit to look at how it works. And it's basically a dashboard framework. Like, yeah, you can use it to monitor vital signs in real time or whatever. You can also use it to do just about anything else. And that's kind of where <laughs> I, that's kind of what I've been working on is um, making cards for a bunch of other providers. And I'm going to try to drop them all at once. Um, mm, but like, like more of like a more of like a social or business dashboard than a server dashboard. Mm. And it's kind of cool the way they've done it they've separated it into like recorders and display so like you have one thing that's responsible for recording data and the other thing that's responsible for displaying it and the infrastructure for recording the data is really robust in that you can record time series data as aggregates only without storing all of the entries right the underlying. so if you've got you know five million requests an hour or whatever you can just store that as like you know, four or six different rows instead of 5 million. And Pulse handles all of that. Like it abstracts all of that away from you. So if you dig in deep enough and look at it, and I need to do some videos and write about it because I don't think anybody's going to dig in that far. But if you dig in deep enough, the way that they're doing automatic rollups and aggregations is very, very good. So a mm. lot of potential here. And I think it's going to be a little bit of like a a land grab to to build out some of these cards <laughs> well I, I i mean i've always wanted a dashboard like thing and it's like i've tried some of those services but mm -hmm. i don't know it's just never really stuck and i just feel like oh yeah it's just like in your laravel app already and you're already using pulse for you know what it's meant for but then you right. can also if it's all abstracted nicely which it sounds like you know i'm sure there'll be more stuff to do there but that it already is at a pretty good yeah. level for um being able to customize and and the thing that i think i saw from you is that you can have multiple dashboards. So that yes. really opens it up. So it's not just like, I, well, here's yes. my Stripe stuff mixed in with my yep. slow queries and whatever. Yep. It's like kind of annoying. It's like, no, I can just have like my finance one. And I can have my, you know, APM one. And I can have yep. maybe internal app stuff and whatever. And they can all just be in their own little zone, but in the same same place. So that's yep. so really I cool. so out of the box, you cannot have that with Pulse, okay. but I have created a way You've hacked it. I've hacked it. Yes, and I'm gonna put that yes. out as a package itself. Cause I think I think like and I don't know if it was a strategic decision for them to not say like universal dashboard builder, you know, because it's like right. who cares? So like, I don't even know what that means. Um but I think that's what it's going to turn into. I yeah. think this is going to sit a little bit in the middle of or on one side or the other of a filament or a Nova, honestly. It does because, have those vibes. Yeah, to the extent that it's monitoring and not necessarily fully wired CRUD, Pulse makes way more sense than setting up one of those right. two things, I think. Right, yeah. If you don't need the forms and everything and you just want exactly. the display, like, yeah, yep. this is going to be a much nicer, cleaner way to do it, it seems like. Yeah, and I'll I'll scoop myself because this probably won't come out until tomorrow, and I can probably get some of these done before tomorrow. But having cards for Fathom Analytics, for Transistor, for Lemon Squeezy, for mm. Stripe, uh, for YouTube, having cards to like monitor all of that 
that's what I'm going for. Cause I want like right. my own personal dashboard of, all right, what's going on in the business of, you know, the Aaron empire and having those yep. things would be great. And so I'm like working furiously to get those things finished enough because I think I have a really good handle on the data storage layer underneath. Cause I worked with Jess a little bit before they transformed it into what it is now. She right. went away and just like, drank a bunch of coffee. I don't know if she drinks coffee, but she drank a bunch of coffee and stayed up for like five days straight and rewrote the whole thing. Um, like a mad scientist, but, um, I want to knock some of these cards out to, to like kind of show, Hey, this is, this could be your business dashboard as well. Yeah. That to me, that's definitely the, the thing I thought of instantly. I think you're totally on the right track there and people are going to really love that. Um, yeah. And, and use that a lot hopefully things like the multi-dashboard can just get absorbed in you'd love to see that in the mm -hmm. core um and then obviously then you can just have everybody the whole you know ecosystem of cards then come about around it um, exactly yep all the big players and then down into the niches and everything um yeah it's really exciting i'm really excited to use it i thought it's great too that they give you the option to like use a separate database so if you don't want to yeah. have it hitting your main database and all that kind of stuff um so yeah, I mean, it seems pretty straightforward. They also I, I have pitched... an in, they also have an interesting intermediate layer between. So on the recording side, you mm -hmm. can decide to record everything in a separate database. You can also send all of your like uh, to be written events through an ingest engine. So like you can just dump them into Redis and then run a command to more slowly or more methodically put them into whatever database you choose. And so if you're like, I don't really want any of my pulse stuff to be, you know, blocking or in, in a critical path, you can just dump it all into Redis and then work it out later, mm. which I think is pretty smart. Yeah, that is. So, yeah, you can just have a log and it'll then aggregate from the log. Yeah, I think it drains out the events from Redis in a in a command. So like if you get a huge burst of requests, you're not trying to insert all of those into the pulse database. You just put right. them in the redis storage locker and then it'll put them into the database in a little bit yeah so it's like a dynamo db ish type of use case nah, too I'm don't sure bring be all those, yeah don't bring that around <laughs> here i things. do wonder i do wonder the uh the engine is pluggable so you could write a dynamo engine and right. still have like your redis ingest you know buffer but then go into dynamo and i wonder so i, I bet somebody i bet somebody will will write that I would think so. There's all kinds of also like dedicated tools that people mm -hmm. may already be dumping stuff into that then they want to um, dump more stuff into, but then use that so you don't have a whole separate setup for that. So, yeah, I think people, I mean, it'll be interesting to see because I think people are going to really push this, like how it how it performs when someone drops it in on, you know, one of these huge sites that's getting yeah. a lot of traffic and, and all that. And mm -hmm. That was my pitch to Jess. I was like, now we need to extract this into aggregate data functions into the Laravel database driver. It's that crazy. Cool. There's lots of use cases for that. Like, I mean, yeah. in my own products, obviously being totally selfish here, um, yeah. we have all kinds of reporting and stuff where we do part of what I want to do in the new um, version of things is to do more along this lines where you're not always, especially for like really heavy things, like trying to query the database in real time, yeah. do millions and millions of rows, and that's always slow and so on. It's like... Yeah, you could just aggregate whatever help desk tickets, right? Like, okay, you did millions of them over this year. So certain types of reports are just like yep. the counts of how many. And uh, yeah, it'd be cool if it was just like a nice way to aggregate that without um, always hitting the database live every single time to count those millions of rows. So yep. yeah, a lot of stuff like that. Um, yeah, I'll be curious. It does seem like, I mean, I, don't, I wonder what they, I don't know. Taylor was just kind of like, when I talked to him a little bit offline about it, it was just like, yeah, we're releasing this thing. You know, it's cool. And so I don't know. I'm, I don't know how, if you've heard, like, it would, if they were expecting it to be so big, but I feel like it's, I feel like people I don't, are really taking it. All, all I've heard is public information, but he has sounded so laissez faire about it on, right? <laughs> on their podcast. He's like, yeah, you know, I wrote a few paragraphs to the initial pitch, and then Tim and Jess went off and built it. And, um, and it just, yeah, when I talked to Tim and Jess, they were, everyone has been so focused on the server monitoring story, um, right. which I think is a compelling story and a good like tip of the spear. But I don't know that, I don't know that they, or maybe they secretly did, but I don't know that they had the idea that everybody was going to take it and be like, I'm going to shove everything in here. This is now my business <laughs> dashboard. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that was uh, on their mind at all. Yeah. 
I think that's what's going to happen, though. I think, I think that, so, for that sure. Use case. But I do agree. Like, I think that having a the set use case is sort of interesting. It's like, oh, no, this is like the APM. And then that's just like what you can talk about. But then let everybody else then create the rest of that ecosystem yeah, without exactly. trying to do it all yourself or whatever. Whether they thought of it or not, it's like it's nice if that's fleshed out by the, the community, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, all right. Along those lines, uh, Christoph works at Laravel now. He does. Yeah, he's the new video guy at Laravel now. Yeah, so that'll be cool. I've watched a few of his things. Seems like he's going to be mm-hmm. doing more there. So I don't video, think it's full time. Hot, it's hot this year, man. Video. video. Got to be on video. The video is so huge. Even like with the podcast, like just having this video, I feel like the video, yep. when you share audio snippets, doesn't do anything. Nobody, Even though people don't watch the whole pod. Some people do watch the podcast as like, hey, I'm watching an hour and a half of the podcast. But yep. even just having the video as a resource to then chunk up into interesting snippets is just, I think, gigantic for the podcast. Yes, huge. I think so. I think it, it it unlocks a lot more shareability than yeah. just audio i mean even the thing that justin just did he wouldn't right. have done that if it was just audio yeah i don't think so right like it would just wouldn't hit the same way to like no. have the cuts uh not to the actual seinfeld videos and things i think it just no. works so much better seeing that cut back and forth so yeah it opens up the virality i guess um yeah. so yeah i think that's really smart of taylor he's not as full-time always. christoph no i think he's part-time gotcha okay. understanding yeah, um, I've I seen they've wrong, started to do a little bit more of like uh, what's new in Laravel, you know, 10 dot whatever. Um, right. Formalizing some of that. Yeah, that seems that seems good. It's just, man, YouTube is just a distribution engine unto itself. You really like if you can figure it out in your business, you got you got to be on YouTube. And I feel yeah. like for, for Laravel, you know, LLC, that just makes the most sense in the world to have a dedicated person working on that stuff. I've been trying to figure this out for the help spot end of things, and I can't really it's like. It's so hard. Like, it doesn't have the like. Planet Scale has this nice. Yeah, I can teach people about the database, like, and that's a thing people are confused by, whatever. Yeah. And like, we could do soft things like that, like whatever, be a better help desk agent or whatever. But it just feels like boring. generic, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's like super boring, super generic. So I don't know. I haven't cracked that code of what we could do there, but I do yeah, have my it is eyes tough because you got to be like. It's got to be entertaining. I mean, right. even to, to the extent that you're teaching, it has to be like entertaining. Yeah. And so, and I don't know how many, you know, developers hang out on YouTube, but do a lot of either people who buy help desk software or help desk people themselves hang out on YouTube. Right. Well, and the I thing is, know, that I'm sure they do. Right. But it's that they aren't looking for things in the same way that like a developer is on there being like, what the hell is a foreign yes. key? Right. And like, then they might look on YouTube for that and then they're right. going to find your thing about foreign keys or whatever. Right. And, but they're not going home from their job. Like, so devs are doing that. Like they go home from yes. their job and then they're like, Hey, I'm doing this side project or I have this thought yep. or whatever. Um, the help desk agents and help desk managers are not necessarily like I go home from my job and I'm like querying about how to like be on a better YouTube. agent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, listen, I'm like, sure uh, hydroponic some, farming but, or Mr. Beast right, videos. They're so whatever they're on they're YouTube. Into. Yeah. They're but, on yeah. there as humans, but they're not necessarily looking for stuff for their job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a little bit trickier, but must be nice. Sounds healthy yeah. to like, just go home and watch videos about <laughs> other stuff. Not you know, do your, kinda, yeah. Do four more awesome. hours of your job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're telling me I can just log off. That's an right. option. Huh. Just go That's interesting. Have a hobby. Do, yeah. do something else. Never heard of my it. hobby. My job also makes makes no sense to me. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know YouTube what your strategy wise, would be. Yeah, I don't know. If you think of anything, let me know. If anybody yeah. out there has any ideas, I'm open to suggestions. But uh, yeah, this is where like the SEO has always been pretty good for us because it's like people are just directly searching like best help desk software or whatever. You know, like they're like yep. I'm buying right now this is the thing I'm buying. I need this tool. It's not like a sexy tool. I'm not like super excited about it necessarily, but I'm searching for it right now. And that's not the way people really use YouTube as much for certain areas. It is, but not in general, you know, it's more like product reviews somewhat and things like that. But again, B2B is not so much like that. I don't feel like there's that. um, Yeah. Kind of mindset there. So uh, I don't know, but, all right, so why don't you talk to us more about YouTube? Because you've had some big success was announced making it, and making it work. Yeah, let's see what the yeah. numbers are right now. So Planet Scale has officially hit switching accounts to Planet Scale twenty seven thousand three hundred and seventy two wow. subscribers. And when you started doing these videos, they had like one thousand subscribers, one or two, or, yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that, small amount. Yeah, wow. So it's been, you know, it's been. Let's see. 
I think Sam, the CEO, posted something, but you know, it's been less fewer than six months that we've been doing these videos and we're up, you know, 25,000 yeah, I mean, subscribers. His, his post was, I think it was August or something, right? Yeah. It was like, yeah, it's, yeah. So it's like three months or whatever. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So like, and how long have you worked I, there though? You haven't, you've worked there a little longer than that, right? Cause didn't you just go over just start with that big product? Okay. Mm-hmm. So you were doing other stuff first or you were just working on that big course yeah. first or I worked on that? the big course first. I did some other little stuff. Like I was, you know, writing articles and right. I built like a demo, uh, actually built it in Livewire, built a demo for like our boost plant skill boost product for our salespeople mm. to use. Um, and so then I launched the course in February and kind of that was like the big, the first big public thing I did. And the course was, mm-hmm. you know, big success. Great. Totally worked. And then kind of just like did content and did the, you know, did the stuff for a while. And then I think it was in uh, maybe June. I posted like I was like, hey, what if I post a Planet Scale YouTube video? And I posted one and was like, hey, this is kind of fun. I could do this. I could make more of these. And so then I just kind of started, you know, playing around with it. and then it started to like, it started to hit. And then right. I basically went to Holly and was like, what if I just make this my full-time thing? Right. Like, what if I am solely responsible for growing, you know, the, the top of the funnel through YouTube? She's like, great, let's do it. And after that, I, it's just off to the races. Because the big course, the big MySQL course wasn't um, on YouTube, right? Like that's Correct. just on the mm-hmm. website or whatever. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, and so we get we get our, you know, whatever they're called, MQLs or marketing qualified leads. People come to the course, they like watch right. the videos and we get their email and then we follow up with them. That sort of thing. Right, right, right. So that's amazing. Yeah. So three or four months to go to, you know, have 20 whatever thousand, 25,000 uh, new subscribers. They must I'm getting be, that silver they play must button, be very man. Happy. I know. They're very <laughs> happy. Yeah, they're very happy. We're all very happy. Yeah. So what's your personal channel at, though? Is the personal almost stripping you? It is, yeah, because I'm able to put out more videos there. Right. Because you know, um, the main thing is that Planet Scale pays me money, <laughs> so it's like <laughs> that, is, that is motivating. Yeah, I, I, it is motivating. I think let's check the <laughs> let's check the personal channel. I think so. I'm at fourteen seven thirty two. So from okay. the beginning of this year, fewer than a hundred to wow. fifteen thousand. That's pretty good. Man. And I have in the last 28 days, I've earned one hundred and eighty six dollars off of YouTube. So you can see where so why why Planet Scale gets more of the energy. X, you could make a <laughs> OK salary. Or whatever. Yeah, I'm making many um, tens of dollars for all of my efforts. Uh, but yeah, this is growing. This is growing very well. And I'm very happy about it. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, they must be super happy. I mean, I don't know. I obviously can't share super details but i guess just like ultra high level like it is it effective marketing like do they feel like it's effective the powers that be in the ultra high level everyone's very happy okay yeah great we have a long-term strategy of like how it's going to work Mm -hmm. um and we're in phase one of the strategy and everyone is very happy with the results of phase one awesome yeah cool yeah it's a good thing it's a lot of fun it, yeah. it's it's a whole lot of fun um and, and bringing now, on steve the editor was a huge oh yeah that's was nice. a huge unlock for me yeah because one he's really like he's really talented first of all he just right. can make better stuff than i can but two it like it releases a lot of the pressure of me having to edit everything personally and so is he, and he is can he do like in-house? motion graphics and everything um, I think he's still contract, mm-hmm. um, but I think he works for us pretty much exclusively. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, so do you have to give him a lot of notes or how does that whole relationship that's, work? That's the thing that is shocking is he's a developer. So he's Ooh. one of those that's like building a SAS on the side and, it, you know, is a view. Um, I don't think he's Laravel, but he's a view developer mm-hmm. and, primarily has used Postgres historically, but is also a video editor. And so when, you know, we were interviewing him and he was like, yeah, I edited videos for bodybuilding.com and, you know, helped grow their channel to 4 million. Also, I saw that y'all use Table Plus in a lot of your videos. I use Table Plus. I'm, you know, developing my own SaaS and I use Table Plus. And I'm like, you're a video <laughs> editor for bodybuilding.com and you uh, know what Table Plus is? Uh, how does it's like, you're hired. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired on the spot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So wow, that's great. Yeah. So no, I don't give him a lot of notes. He like knows 
right? He knows the content. He gets what you'd want to see there and or whatever. Yeah. It's it's doubly helpful because he's like a he's like an odd he's an avatar of the audience because right. he's not a database expert. Right. And so I can go to him and be like, hey, is this like general topic interesting to you? And he's like, yeah, I would, I would want to know how that works. Or like, no, nah, that's too in the weeds. I don't care about that. It's like, yeah. oh, OK, cool. So he's a, you know, a smart person, but kind of a database normie. And it's like, that's who I need to target. Right. Those are the people we're after. Yeah, exactly. So, that's yeah, it's working, man. Just got to keep so it going. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. I mean, how has it been um, since you've been out? And I don't think I've had the. Has there been a video since you've been away? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. they've posted. Been they've posted two since I've been oh, out. Okay, because I know you had some in the can there. So I guess mm-hmm. I guess we haven't seen what it's like if you're not posting really. But it's like, yeah, once you reach a certain level, you will still gain followers even mm-hmm. without obviously new videos help, of course. But um, once you're kind of in the algo and and the plant scale ones are so, you know, they're long term valuable. There, yes, they're not just like exactly. news for today. They're like, hey, this is yeah. how this thing works, right? And so that's going to be good forever so or yep. a long time anyway so um, yeah, yeah they've posted it looks like they've posted three since i've been out oh, wow. um and one of them has ninety seven thousand views just looking wow. you know only revealing public information you could go yep. to the plant scale page and see this but it's yep. ninety seven thousand views twenty three thousand thirty seven thousand so it's crazy those are big numbers yeah and those are all your, those are all you? Those, those are all three me, yeah. Yeah. And, and they have some more, are you, are you out of canned ones yet? Or are they still going? No, 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 they're, they're still, still yeah, they're you, still probably. You got it, you got it, you got it. There's still time. probably four or five more. Oh, that beautiful. They have in the can. And I think Steve, the edit, Steve, the editor is working on one that's like a fully animated explainer video, which right. I think will be a really interesting uh, experiment. Um but I, I don't honestly, I don't even know what it is. So I'm excited to see it along yeah, with the rest cool. of the world. And I saw, yeah. yeah, I saw the boss Holly is also uh, up in her video yep. game. So I guess uh-huh. she's like get get into the YouTube streets a little bit. Yeah, here at exactly. Some point. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to introduce more of the characters on YouTube. So I talk about Steve the editor. I talk about boss Holly, and right. so that we can start bringing more people on the channel and it not be yeah kind of like maintain the consistency um this is really interesting though because like i feel like i don't know if you, you know who doug demero is it's like no. one of the biggest car youtube channels um mm-hmm. so it's just you know it was him doing youtube videos about cars new cars old cars whatever reviews and uh then he got you know really big he has like millions of followers blah blah, blah started this website called cars and bids which is like a oh yeah i know car that auction website yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. so okay so that's his thing okay and then he's got you know investment for that and i think that does, is profitable already anyway and so that's all great like the platform and blah blah, yeah. blah all the, the audience and everything but then what he did recently is he like so he got this investment of like a lot of money like a hundred okay. million dollars and so he added more people to the, to the content this, side to the content side and oh man it's really hurt. i feel like it's Lost very much touch. hurt the channel like i don't know uh, if it's i don't know if it's actually hurt the channel like maybe it's fine right the numbers might all be great but for me as a viewer like i watch way less doug demero because there's like all these mixed in ones now where like it's somebody else and like i love doug i don't want this other random person that, and they might be great but i don't want that i don't want that random person that like, is a risk you go yeah, bro like the and the, yeah it's a balance i mean i've heard like, characters is one thing but then when they like take over i feel like that's a different thing and it's like yeah obviously it's a corporate channel so it's even totally different there for like a plan scale but still it is very interesting the like personal relationship you get with the youtuber Mm -hmm. and how that impacts what you can do and how it affects things yeah somebody was talking recently about some of these creators that have like leveled up and gone pro and how the content has suffered because of it and I'm curious, like, I think Ali Abdal was one that was mentioned. Like, it just became mm. so, like, polished and highbrow that people were just like, oh, this isn't interesting anymore. Right. It and it isn't. It, it seems like there's, like, some sort of life cycle or arc to this kind of stuff. And if you can retain, if you can retain what originally was compelling, but scale it up, that's yep. the ticket. But it seems like that might be hard to do. I do think it is tricky. I don't know. It's hard to say i mean there are obviously other channels where it works too where it is like a team or whatever a mm-hmm. group of people but it is an interesting challenge even for, mm-hmm. i think the business aspect of it is very interesting too of like investing in somebody and 
from a business perspective, it's like if I make this person the face of my business, like what that implies and uh, the, the economics of that are very interesting. And so like, there's a lot there, which are obviously I'm not going to put you on the spot for. Yeah, but, please don't put me on the um, spot. <laughs> but, uh, but as a business owner, when I think about doing it, it's like, yeah. wow, if I hire somebody to do this, it's like, yeah, then and it's a huge success. Like that's like a good problem, but it's it's a potentially tricky problem in many other ways. And you know, not whatever, keeping them happy on one hand, and when they go on at some point, just do it something else. Like now you've lost like the face of your YouTube channel, which is a big thing. So. Uh, but I mean, it's all good. You'd much rather have that problem than not have that problem. Of course, it's like, oh, I built this huge YouTube channel and whatever. If like I have to find a new face, then I can do that. Like that's a good problem. But uh, but still, it is it is very interesting in this world of social media to mm-hmm. be have a corporate face be a person um, mm-hmm. in that way. It's kind of a different thing than you really had in the past. Many interesting part. questions, Ian. All right. <laughs> what else would All you right. like to talk about? So let's move on. Should we go on to my sage advice? We'll do some sage advice section. Yeah, we you've been mixing D- it up, man. DHH Corner. Can we do DHH yeah, you've Corner? Been, you've, been stoking, you've been stoking the fires with some... Uh, with some reductive takes, I think. Oh, reductive. Reductive. You're reducing it. So tell us <laughs> tell us your hot take. All right. So DHH was on an interview, which I actually think was really good on this interview. And uh, I didn't watch the entire thing yet, but um, I agree with actually quite a bit of what he says. But uh, yeah, but, you know, he's talking about the new once.com thing, which we've covered on here before. Yeah. And in some ways, I don't even have that much to add. I feel like what we covered before is still my complete valid take. But okay. um, and this was DHH yeah, he, on Jason Calacanis's this week in yeah. the startups, and we'll yep, put yep, a, yep. a link in the show notes. Yeah, we'll get that linked up. But um, but yeah, he basically just revealed that the first product is a Slack competitor. Um, okay, and there was not like a lot of other details around it, but you know, he implied that it's going to be like, I guess, just an actual one-time fee. I mean, definitely some of this thing asterisk based, here based on the domain. Like it seems like it's a it, they're kind of leaning like in on the one-time going, right. thing. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> And his example was like shop, you know, he knows Toby of Shopify and Shopify spends millions of dollars a year on Slack and that he, they'll be able to replace that with the Slack competitor for a thousand dollars one time. And so I just think the whole thing is ridiculous. Like that's just what it comes down to. Like, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> that's, that's not, not, an, ar- that's not an argument. Okay, here's the thing. So Tell I have me. sold on-premise software for okay. 20 years. Yep. I know a lot about on-premise software. Mm-hmm. Right, we saw a cloud version, and I, I think I tweeted this out, but like we have had hundreds and hundreds of customers move from the on-premise version to the cloud. In HelpSpot's case, you can go both directions. You can also go cloud to on-premise. Mm-hmm. I literally, I can't even, I think I, we've, I can only actually remember one customer actually doing it. Uh, I think there's probably been a few others, so I said like less than five. Kay. But this is just not a direction businesses want to go. Um, for many reasons, and those reasons are all tied into the why it, Shopify can't replace their Slack installation for $1,000 because you need support, you need updates on, I mean, I guess they're going to give updates forever, I'm assuming, Presumably. but I can't imagine they're doing support. No. Um, so this is going to be an unsupported Slack product that my whole Shopify is going to use this thing, right? And this business critical application that's way beyond just like the geeks, like it's going to be in marketing and all these different departments are going to be in their Slack. And like you're just going to have a huge group of people and servers and costs involved in running this $1,000 Slack installation, right? You're going to have at least one, probably multiple dedicated expensive engineers to it. Then you're going to have three or four other ones that are like round the clock you know, uptime because Shopify is not closed, you know, at 5 p.m. I'm sure there's people working 24 hours a day there and that Slack needs to be up 24 hours a day. So you're going to have them. You're going to have lots of servers. Like you're not going to just run this on some digital ocean. This isn't AaronFrancis.com where you a static site (laughs) or IanLandsman.com where you can throw it up on a digital ocean. Like you're going to have to Or Vapor or Laravel Vapor. vapor. I mean, they can use Vapor, but it's going to be a big Vapor install and they're going to pay AWS a lot of money, right? I think, great use for vapor it, you know if i don't know vapor probably can't run the rails app but whatever the idea being you're gonna have tons of costs and tons of responsibility and you got to secure it and you got to keep it from getting hacked and all this stuff 
that nobody wants to do anymore. They don't want to do it. And the people who want to do it are very particular use case people. It's like, I'm a bank and I have, I already have all this infrastructure. I already have all these people. And I have a certain set of regulations and different things that I have to deal with. I have no choice. Yes, I want it on premise. Fine. Fine. But that's like not, that's like, Five percent of the market. That's not. <laughs> That's enough of the market. Okay, so here's but, here's but why. those people. Here's here's why. Thing, those people don't want an unsupported version of Slack either. They do I not want unsupported Slack. They do not. I I don't know. Okay, you so here's okay. here's here's why it's reductive. I think. All right. Because your tweet is something like I don't, I don't even need to look it up. I'll make it up and make it'll it still up. be. I'll make it up and it'll still be right. Make it up. No, nobody should run their own Slack to save a hundred dollars a year. That's right. Basically, your tweet. I that's could write it myself. It. Yeah, sure. that's your that's tweet. like that's like the amalgamation of two different tweets. But yes, that's yeah, the, yeah, the that's core a, idea. That's a reduction yes. of your reductive. Yes. Take. So. <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. Nobody go. should run their own Slack to save $100 a year. Right. The people, I think the people that this would target would mm. be would be people that are paying hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to Slack. And so okay. I think the reason I think the reason why Slack is a good starter for them mm. is because Slack does become prohibitively expensive for very very large companies. Even at Planescale, we only have a hundred people, and I think our Slack bill is very expensive. If you want like message retention over, you know, whatever it is, ten thousand messages, or I, I forget what it is. Yeah, but, but I mean, it it's like twelve dollars a user or something. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. know. I don't know the pricing. But so take somebody, take somebody like uh, Shopify, mm-hmm. thousands of of users, right? Um potentially thousands of engineers i don't know i would imagine they've got at least several hundred engineers and what is shopify really good at running a freaking rails app and if this right. like if this slack thing is a rails app which mm-hmm. it is i'm sure it is right yeah. they have the operational expertise to like mm-hmm. you know spin up a new kubernetes cluster or whatever and like that's pretty much they're bread and butter at this point. And mm-hmm. so they could throw some other service on it. Maybe they do hire one, you know, individual to babysit, you know, the once slack or whatever. They could still come out several thousand dollars ahead. And presumably this isn't just like a one-to-one clone. Maybe DHH and at Al have some sort of like, you know, special thing where you can customize it for your org. And it's like, that makes it really cool. And that makes it a lot better. And you can have single sign on for not, you know, amputating an arm and a leg. And it's like, Oh, maybe, maybe this is better. But I think people saying like, Hey, you're a bootstrap company of five or 10 or 30 people. And you should host your own Slack instance. That seems silly to me, but it's also, it feels similar, almost kind of like to Vites, which is the open source, uh, you know, database that PlanetScale runs, like HubSpot, for example, runs mm-hmm. Vites. It's open source. They have five engineers that are like dedicated to running Vites. Right. And it's like, yeah, you don't really get any support at all with that because it's, you know, it's open source, but there's a whole community right. built around it or whatever. Um, and you could make the same argument that like, hey, HubSpot, you really shouldn't be in the database hosting game. Like messaging is even more ancillary, of course. But right. I don't know. It just feels like there is a company or a size of company or some set of factors where it's like, this makes perfect sense to me. I mean, I definitely think it makes sense for the uh, the free Slack communities where it's like free or yeah. semi-free Slack communities, right? Where it's like, yeah, you can't have over a thousand, whatever. There's all yep. the limits Slack has. I don't even know what they are, but like people have these big communities and they have to pay something and they can't obviously because it's like a free community or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like instead of going to a forum or something like that, like, yes, here's this Slack thing that you pay them a thousand bucks one time or maybe it's less if it's that kind of use case and totally makes sense. I think that's great. Works, totally works. Um See, I don't think big companies think about it at all. Like what you're describing is the issue is that like, it's not, first of all, like even a million dollars, not a lot of money to a big company. Um, and like, so, and the other, and they're going to want all the other stuff when the big company says, yeah, we want to buy this tool that mm-hmm. we're, even when we're going to host ourselves, like they want support. Like they are not going to dedicate all these people to this thing and not have support unless they have no choice. So like, yeah, yeah. like an open source Vitness or whatever, right? Fine. Like this is there's not a lot of ways to shard my sequel. You want to use my sequel? 
you know, I'm sure there's some other options out there, but that's the biggest one, I think, or yeah. one of the biggest ones. Um, and so you do what you have to do to run your whole business, but the messaging, like I could just buy Slack and never think about it again. Right. And even if it costs me a million dollars, it's like, uh, I don't have to worry about it. And I think people, I don't know, I feel like they've even got kind of are thinking about it from the dev perspective. And I don't think that's the way businesses think about it. I think when I make this decision as a middle manager in a company, right. And forget Shopify in the sense of like Shopify knows DHH super well. So maybe yeah. Shopify really will do this, right. Cause whatever they're best friends and whatever, fine. Great. But if you're just a generic company and you're just like, all right, we spend $500,000 a year on Slack. I'm the guy in charge of making this decision. This is not my money, and we have billions and billions of dollars in revenue, or hundreds of millions. Oh, yeah, but I mean, hundreds of right. millions of dollars. Right. So what? What? So if I have a five hundred thousand dollars Slack bill, that implies I have hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue, right? I can't really have a Slack bill that big without. Yeah, I guess a lot your headcount. Your headcount right. has to be pretty big. So right, it has to be huge. Which means my which means my salary is, right. Exactly. Yeah. It just implies that. So, so then the downside for me is. I get fired when I move us to this unsupported $1,000 one-time payment thing, right? That's the downside. The upside is I saved us half a million dollars. That's not a good trade-off. There's not a lot of managers who look at that trade-off and are like, man, that's an awesome trade-off. Like the upside is I get a little win for one year. I saved us a few bucks and then everybody forgets it forever. And the downside is I get fired if this thing ever goes wrong. When it and goes down like, in the middle of the night, yeah. Yeah, and somebody's like, why the hell were we doing this when we could just be paying Slack and they manage the uptime and we don't have to think about it? We had to hire these three people to manage it. And now they're, after three years, their salary has grown to where we're paying $750,000 for these three people to run this Slack thing that was supposed to save us money. Like, it's just, I, I don't know. Like, maybe the actual offering is different. Maybe they're going to have a big support thing. And they're going to really go after it, right? And and yeah, try to be enterprisey, but I, that's ne he doesn't ever talk like that. So no, I, kind of don't I don't think, think they're going to do the that. Case. I don't think they're. Yeah, gonna do that. I just don't know. I don't it's know. For. I, feel, I mean, a I lot don't of geeks, a lot of people are going to buy it because everybody wants to see DHH's code. Like yes, nobody's seen DHH's code. I think they're going to sell ten thousand copies day one on people yep. who want to see a production DHH product. Boom, yep. that's for sure. And they're going to have fanboys. They're going to have people who run their own stuff and are super into hosting. Yeah, they're, they're going to they're 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 make they're going to make they're going to make $10 some million money. dollars off of yes. this. I'm not saying they're not going to make money. I'm not saying they're not going to sell any. They will sell some. They will make some money. But that's also because they just have a huge audience and they have a very devoted fan base and all those things. But I just don't think these big companies are going to be like, yeah, let's use this Slack replacement. Like. To me, if anything, it's going to be more the small companies because they're like, whatever, I'm the owner and I make the decision. I'm yes, willing to take I think the that risk, is true. right? Yeah. Like I don't, if it goes down, it's on me. I said to use this thing and we're going to use it and fine. But I don't know. Slack is just so much bigger than just messaging too. Like, I mean, it has hundreds of integrations, thousands of integrations. I don't know. A lot, a lot of integrations. Yeah, and I, don't, I don't think the once, the once version of that, of it will. And I think that's right, part it of. It can't, right? I Not think, day one. Like maybe no. it has a few core ones, right? But it can't have 300 in integrations day one. I think that's very unlikely. So. No, I don't, I don't think so. And I think part of, uh, I feel like part of what you're saying is like, it's going to be so operationally complex to run. And I don't. I don't know if that's going to be the case. Like, is this the kind of thing that you could just like push to Heroku and have a, you know, a Postgres database on Heroku and it just like, it works? If I so. Mean, for Userscape, yes. But right. for Shopify? Not for well, Shopify. May maybe not, maybe not for Shopify. Right. But again, Shopify has already got hundreds of engineers that know how to run and scale Rails sure. apps, right? But they all have other things to be doing too. Like they're uh, not... Do they? Who does anything? Like what? Nobody's, nobody's doing... They got too Usually many engineers. people are nobody's more working. siloed in those big companies. No, not, nobody's you know doing anything. I mean? When you have that many people, everybody's yeah. got Slack. They're, you yeah. know, down downtime. I mean, they're just hanging out. Um, Somebody's I, responsible I don't when it goes down, you know? If it's down at 2 a.m. on Christmas, who who's in charge of that? I don't know. Like, yeah, somebody's got to be in charge of it. I feel like they're they're simplifying my guess. My guess is they're going to mm. simplify the piece of software to where you don't have hundreds of integrations. Maybe you receive webhooks and everything else you got to figure out, right? You don't have screen sharing, you don't have huddles, you don't have themes, you don't have all this stuff sure. that Slack continues to bloat up with. Mm -hmm. And it is uh operationally ready for Heroku or Maersk, which I think is their 
deployment mm. thing they've invented. Oh, and that so you camel, can whatever thing. Yeah, whatever. You there, can yeah. just presumably, you know, point it at a digital ocean box and it'll self set up. That would be my guess. And I think yeah, not for I think, Shopify. Well, no, you're you're saying Shopify is not going to do high availability. You have to have all kinds of talk, stuff to it. Let's talk small SMBs then. So you're talking fifty right, people. Fine. You're yeah, talking fifty, 50 people. people fine. And you throw it up on Heroku and suddenly you own all of your data, which who cares about that? I don't care about that. You own all of your data and you're not paying Slack these exorbitant fees. Now, I think the problem with doing Slack first is everybody's going to have Slack open anyway. So now my company, my company's Slack is in like this once.com thing and all my other Slacks are over in this other thing. Like, I feel like that's kind of. That's going to kind of suck a little bit. You mean if, uh, what do you mean? I mean, as a user, I'm logged into like my friend's oh, Slack and my Slacks, open source yeah. Slack. And then right, I got to switch like the over. There's social networking yeah. aspect to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big, a big thing for sure. I mean, I don't know. The thing is a small, medium business. Like, all right, I have 50 users at $12 a user a month on the top. Is plan. that what it is? Do we have, do we have real numbers on that? Yeah, I just looked at this the other day. I mean, there is like then an enterprise one that ha- adds like really enterprisey, enterprisey stuff. But that presumably if you're 20, 30, 50 users, you don't need that upper tier. Um, so that one's a call me price. But the uh, the highest twelve fifty price tier is twelve fifty. So... I mean, that's six hundred dollars a month. I mean, when paying once know. a year, so that's how that gets you. So it's fifteen dollars a month, month to month. It's not expensive. I mean, I pay eight hrefs a hundred dollars a month, so I can go in there once a month, if that, and poke on our SEO. Like, I have, I have literally twenty apps. I pay a hundred dollars a month, and uh, half of them I don't even use. So I, mean, I don't know. And we're not that big, so I just think that's not a lot of money. I, I don't know. 15, Everybody was like, it's so much money. But it's not. It's not much money. Fifteen dollars a month times 12 months in a year i knew that one that one i had memorized times 50 employees nine thousand yeah, dollars not even 10 grand i'm paying that's, 10 that's grand not, per Kona much for money. three days to fix our database server like yeah. this is like for mm. 50 users all year long to use that's slack much and i never have to worry about it down I Let's never have bigger, to back it up. Hundred users, eighteen thousand. Wow, that got it doubled. Yeah, that's not that much money. It's just not that much money. Everybody's salaries a hundred thousand dollars plus, and but this thing that mm. is uh, that everybody uses all day long costs me eighteen thousand dollars a year if I have a hundred people. That's not mm. even one person's health care. But so I'm just not God. making big big business decisions like this to save one person's health care. I don't think that math makes any sense at all. You know, again, unless you, there will be people with special use cases, fine. Like you're running some high security thing where you have your own, mm. you want security beyond Slack. Like you want everything in house because you're some military contractor. Well, fine, great. They like, have Gov Slack at the very fine. bottom if you're a government policy. <laughs> they they have that, yeah. Exactly. So, but fine, whatever. You're, you have a culture in house of, of security and wanting things done your way. There are definitely those people out there. But, you know, this is a very edge case type thing. On-premise is now an edge case situation. And so what is the main, what is your main, what, what's your main argument? Other people shouldn't pursue this as a business strategy or this oh, isn't no. going to work? I mean, I don't think it's going, you know, again, this is so like, um, because everybody's going to be like, oh, you're an idiot. Look, DHH just said they sold 10,000 copies. And I totally and agree. I, was what I, was, I had that in my show notes for the next show. I'm ready to say right. that to you. Yeah. yeah. They're going to sell 10,000 copies or 100,000, yes. whatever. They're going to sell plenty. I'm not even saying they won't sell it because they are them, right? But yes, I just don't think you're going – what he is portraying it as, what the once.com website says and what he is portraying it as, I don't think is what's going to happen. And maybe they'll be able to roll out a few companies and, hey, look, Shopify uses it. Fine. Whatever. I do so not you think you don't think the industry is swinging. You are you think not going to see no the industry swing. I think that Slack's not even going to notice this thing. I mean, some Correct. sales rep That's inside true. Slack is going to be annoyed that like they lost the Shopify account. Fine, whatever. But I don't think that it's going to be like you're going to see Slack. Uh, I, I don't know. Even I mean, Slack, even if they did like Slack could crush them in a second and just be like, we're going to have Slack on premise and people will pay half a million dollars a year for that those very edge case uses mm-hmm. where people want some for whatever reason need it to be actually internal but yeah i don't know i mean it'll be fine whatever it's like they're never gonna i just feel like it's definitely not gonna be base camp right let's put it that way it's not gonna be base camp probably not even gonna be hey it's a it's cool thing be, you're hey. doing to do hey something makes a lot of money 
Let's hey, I don't know, that came up on the Twitter thread too. I wonder. I'd be very curious about how much hay actually makes. I think I mean, hay makes a lot of money. I think it does what we would consider a lot of money, but I don't think it's like a tiny percentage of base camp. Tiny. I think everything is under ten percentage of of base camp. Yeah. So, but I mean, base think camp, about like base getting camp, up in the morning. What does it make? A hundred million dollars a year? Uh, yeah, base more. Camp? I think more. Hundreds of millions a year. So, it's yeah, project so, management. I know. So, I mean, they're just doing a cool thing they want to do. It's kind of like Laravel release Pulse, right? Like, I mean, I think I would be cool for them to do is just like release it free. I mean, they're kind of doing that. Um, they've been copping a lot of the Laravel game. I, that, this isn't the thing that came up on Twitter, but they've really been copping a lot. Like the new Rails is having a bunch of stuff that's very yep. Laravel-ish. Um, yep. This whole once thing, it's like they can't bring themselves to actually do it for free like Taylor right. does. But like this is essentially that. Like it's like, hey, we're not going to support it. And we can't bring ourselves to make it free, but we know you all pay us anyway. So whatever, we'll make it a hundred bucks or whatever. And there you go. Yeah, that's that's funny. They're basically doing open source, but not calling it open source, right? right. I mean, what does the thousand dollars mean to them? Right, nothing. nothing. Yeah, but it's so, no support. It's source available. It's yeah. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, I think that I think the. Uh, it's flipped a little bit here in the open source framework world. I feel like the Laravel is the big dog and Rails is having to catch up a little bit. And this is yes. kind of that uh, part of that part of that, I guess. It's like, here's a, here's a way we can ship a production app. Yeah. Um, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. So Honestly, we'll get the help desk eventually. We'll see that I, once. Ta- help Taylor, desk if you're listening and if, if you're not listening, Ian, you should tell Taylor this when you guys mm-hmm. hang out next. You, Taylor, should do this. You should make production apps. Right. <laughs> and then not not just not just sell the code. Just be like, just, yeah. yeah, just the code. Yeah, I mean Taylor yeah. could definitely do the same thing, right? That'd People be great. would love to see a Taylor Otwell yes. production app. Like they would love to yes. go through that code with a fine-tooth comb and uh see how he does things and everything. And so wasn't Chirp supposed to be that? Wasn't that a yeah, thing at some point? He he built it. It was like built. I'm it was sure done. it was like fully built. Yeah, but he didn't release it. But it was a set. I don't know. I don't think it was a was it gonna be? I thought it was like a SaaS app that Maybe he was not going to like, he was not going to host and host it as a SaaS. He was basically just going to like use like it as this. a, yeah, as a reference material. Right. I think you're right. Um, yeah, they could. I mean, there is like a cost, you, you know. Can you imagine how much people would freak out if Taylor sold code? People would be like, <laughs> what, are this, what are you doing? It's supposed to be open source ethos. <laughs> like, it's against the spirit. Like, oh While gosh. they took out their credit card and paid yeah. them for it. <laughs> while, the, while the rest of us are like oh this is really cool i'm gonna buy this today right. i want to see what he's doing uh, yeah i want to see all the little helpers and little yeah nice exactly built in um although i don't think i think taylor's thing the thing with taylor is i i think a lot of his stuff it, it really is just like very pure laravel like i mean i'm yeah. sure he has his little things or whatever but a lot of those little things just make their way into laravel so like yeah like yeah i, I had to do this thing so i put it into laravel um but what so if he made I, like I a slot as much and sold it right. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's an idea but, what if he made a Slack clone that, that had a back end, it had a native PHP, you know, desktop front end. And he was like, hey, man, I just, you know, I made this thousand dollars. I, I like it. That'd be <laughs> awesome. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know, man. Are you going to use this thing on any projects? How about that? Am I going to use what? One. The ones.com Slack. I don't know anything clone. about Rails. I'm not going to sign up to host that. Okay. Yeah. Not that excited about it. Not, gonna not do that it. excited. Not that excited about it. I am excited. I am excited to see how it does. I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited to see, you know, rejuvenation in the Rails ecosystem. I'm excited to see a return to simplicity. I feel like that is for all of his faults and foibles. DHH is very much like y'all are making this too complicated. And I yeah. I vibe with that for sure. Very much on board with that with that take yeah. from him. And I will say the 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 rehabilitation of DHH has been strong. I mean, I don't know if you listened to that whole podcast with him and Jason <laughs> Calacanis, yeah, but, yeah. but he did say like, I used to be, I DHH used to be a hardcore cynic and fighter. And I would just right. argue with everyone about everything. And I've just realized that's not what I want to do with my life. And I'm like, Hey, yeah. cool. Good. Right. Good for you, man. <laughs> um, so I, I'm, I'm here for the, the, on the comeback trail. Yeah. I, I'm here for the, rehabilitation of dhh i think that's great um yeah, but no i'm not gonna use it character yeah yeah i can't can't uh yeah i can't just the rails part of it obviously like every time i ever tried to do anything with rails i'm like yeah this whole like getting it 
going stories. Getting it going. Maybe it's better now, but yeah. I don't know. I never like the getting it going story. It's like No, they don't have a so clean easy. onboarding story. Yeah. Yeah. When are they gonna get their herd? You know herd herd for rails is coming at some point here. It's got to. Man, I have said so many times if I knew the first thing about Rails or wanted to, you know, find a niche in the in the industry. I would just copy everything that Laravel has done for Rails. <laughs> yeah, I, I really would. I feel like that's, a, like that's a solid game plan. Like four or five friends together and start a little agency and be like, all right, what do we do? Pulse? They came out with something called Pulse. What is do it? it. Right. We're doing it. <laughs> like, it is, you don't even have you don't even have to have an original thought. No, it's so funny. Like that's the way business has worked forever, really, right? Like people would go overseas yes. and like, oh, we discovered this thing in Europe and we brought it back here. And now yes. we do it here. Like, and nobody it's like knows regular that coffee, it's like, but smaller, and we call it espresso. Right. It's like, oh, that's a great yes. idea. <laughs> exactly. Like we'll just bring it here and make it a thing and brand it with a cool brand name. Exactly. And now, like people are all about it and mix it with whatever. And it's like. Yeah, like just take. I mean, this is a whole other conversation, but like repurposing ideas and remixing ideas. Like, this is the way you do things. Like, if you're out there trying to start a business, that's how you start a business. Like, but tech ecosystem is so like you must invent AI, like nothing short of that. It's like that's the dumbest thing ever. Like, Like, just do something that already exists, but put your you know your sensibilities into it. Not like you don't have like straight copy it, but like your sensibilities. That restaurant down the street. It makes a lot of money. Maybe I'll make one. I'll make a restaurant Town over, over It's like, right. Oh, it's not <laughs> yeah. that hard. Right. And it's, it's like, like look yeah, at my it. recipes, but what do we have? We've got Horizon, Pulse, Nova, um, Envoyer, even. Like, if you want to do full on SaaS, you could do something like Envoyer. There are just yep. so many things heard, native, PHP. There's so many things that we have that Rails Laravel just doesn't simply. Yeah, shift, shift. I think. I mean, it's a great shift one. for Rails. Like that would be shift for Rails. I, think. I mean, maybe um, some of the stuff exists, but yeah, like Passport, Socialite, all of that stuff. You know, there's there's a question of like, how do you get rich doing it? And I think you know, reinventing Socialite feels like a lot of work for just like an open source product. Yeah. But if you were to reinvent Pulse in Rails, you can see a hybrid model there for sure. Yeah, oh, for you, sure. You do the open source thing, and you also have a hosted version where people can add cards and stuff like that. Like, yeah, or there's like ultra premium cards or something like whatever. Right. The more complicated ones are, are right. paid add-ons or something like that. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I you don't see that as much as I would think you should for I know. sure. Um, I don't know why that is. Even like a Laracast, like I mean, there's lots of Ruby on Rails video yeah. courses and things, but I don't think there's like a Laracast that's like there's the de facto um, standard. There's Chris Oliver's thing, yeah, Railscasts. Mm. Rails no, cast? is that him? So maybe it is. Is that him or no? I haven't it looked is. at Rails in so long. I, I honestly don't know what's going on there in the last like Go Rails. This is Go Rails. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's sorry. at least out there, but um, yeah, I I don't know. It does seem like. You're you're always ahead when you start with an idea you know works and then build yeah. off that versus like trying to invent an idea that you don't know if it'll work. And then if you want to do that, then that's when you definitely got to have like VC money and all that. That's yeah, what you need. for sure. You need to risk other people's money with those ideas you don't know are going to work. And yeah. You give up the equity. But. Yeah. So if you're listening and you know Rails, everything we talk about, just steal it and just build steal it. it. Steal it from Laravel. All this cool go to, stuff. Go, this, go to pulse.laravel.com so and just <laughs> build like. that. Just start copying and pasting. Just feed it into chat GPT and say, turn this from Ruby to or from PHP to Ruby. The the next thing I want it to take over in PHP slash Laravel land is it's super annoying to me that like all this AI stuff, I don't know if you how much you've dug into kind of the AI little, ecosystem, yeah. but and a lot of other areas too. Like um it's all Python. Yeah. Oh man, I want hate to see PHP. That. I want PHP I to be the default. Like I gotta be Python. I don't want to Nobody wants Python. Python. Nobody likes no. Python. Python actually is, yeah. They, I have a whole Python story, but anyway, yes, I don't. I, I want PHP to be, or like, and tons of these sites also like they don't like they have all these SDKs and they don't have PHP. I'm like, I know not PHP. I know why you have all this esoteric languages. I, I think know. we talked about this before, but anyway, all right. What else is up there? I don't think there's. Everybody should just go back and watch the original take if you want more on that because I feel like it's all the same. Like the one. It's all the same. Pages. I think. 
I think it's going to work everything and fabulously well for them. And yeah, I think they'll sell a lot because they're, they're going to sell a lot. And that's why I saw on Twitter. He could do if you if there was a thirty seven singles toaster, people would buy that toaster. They'd sell out of the toaster. People would be very excited about the toaster because it's DHH and he put his thumb on a toaster and you know, it would have some cool button that did something or it was a weird shape awesome, or whatever. Man. And, you know, and it'd be awesome and people would buy it. Fine. But yeah, like he could sell anything because he had a big audience. That's the, that's one of the upsides. When you maybe get the maybe that's audience. the meta takeaway there. You got to get a big audience. You can, you can sell anything. Yes. yes. You can sell. You only need a few percent of a large audience to make it. The dollars add up to a large number. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We've had we're, we're at 105. I don't know we have one other card that we haven't got to. You want to? Should we touch on this one quick? Um. Oh no, that's a long one. That's a long one. All right. I feel. I we'll feel like that's a, yeah. That's a ranty one. We can't All go right. there yet. All right. We'll keep this a nice short one. We're giving the people all long ones. Next week's probably gonna be a long one. So. Uh, yeah. We will wrap it. Thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, definitely make sure you check out Justin's um video. Yeah. Super good. We'll have it linked low so but definitely fun. check that out follow us on the twitter mostly tech pod um mostly technical.com and uh, email us at mostly technical podcast at gmail talk to you next week